Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Rob. Hey, everybody. It's me. And we got Devin. Hey, how's it going? It's Devin. I'm here. So, this week, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> uh, Rob thinks I'm crazy because I'm wandering around with a big blanket and freezing to death. And he, I am claims, <laughs> he claims it's hot in the house. Uh, but anyway, this week we're going to be talking about as scheduled. Oh, where's my schedule? What was the movie called? In the Mouth of Madness. Um, I'm, I'm going to let the boys here do most of the talking, but I, I, I do have some things that I'm going to chime in with. And I will preface this with saying, I did not hate the movie. He despised it. it no, the... that's too strong of a word. I would rather despised watch. It. I would rather watch this again than Old Boy. That's not so much for you, buddy. Yeah, well, oh, I hated Old Boy. I do not oh, hate this movie. I disliked this movie. Purely on the fact, not even for the story aspect of it. it I, like I told Devin, essentially, I feel like if this movie was remade current day with like modern technology and effects and things like that, this movie probably legit would terrify me. So, but yeah, I, I, I will uh, digress. I'm going to let you, I'm going to go get a blanket first, but I'm going to let you and Rob kind of talk and, 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 and tell about pretty much the the the, the story aspect spoilers obviously um, the story aspect of, of this movie and, and whatnot I'm just going to go get my blanket or my hoodie one or the other so take it away Rob or Devin alright well it movie opens up with uh, we see one Lionel Luther um, mm-hmm. the phone. It opens up with him in a very slow ambulance. <laughs> in a very no. slow ambulance that's also drifting. <laughs> um, yeah, it opens up with him, and he's talking to. Uh, he's on the phone. He's talking to some of the guys. He's telling them, you know, get a room ready and all this other stuff. And we find out why that is, um, because here comes the ambulance for the delivery and out. Of the ambulance comes uh, the main guy from Jurassic Park, whose name is escaping me, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Out comes Sam Neil, and he's raving about all uh, these dinosaurs. No, he's, I'm kidding. Well, he did, Webby did make that joke, though. But uh, yeah, he's just kind of getting drugged in. Uh, he's clearly fighting this. Um, and 
doesn't want to be here. And in the background, we kind of hear like rumblings of, you know, they're talking about, oh, you know, something's happening or something's happened out in the out in the world. But we don't know what that is. Uh, and then basically when he gets in, you know, he, uh, Lionel tells him again, like, hey, you know, this room back here, put him back here. And then he starts fighting because he doesn't want to go there because he's his words. He's not crazy. Um, and yeah, he starts you know kicking. He kicks one guy in the balls. The orderly gets very aggressive, which I feel like if uh, modern medicine saw, or not modern medicine, if like the ethics board saw that, they would probably fire that orderly. He got very aggressive for a patient to a patient who was supposedly crazy. He got very aggressive. I don't know if any of you, any of you caught on to that, but he got very aggressive with that patient. Are we talking about the right at the beginning? Yeah, where, yeah, the orderly right at the beginning there, where Jurassic Park guy gets kicks the dude in the nuts. Yep. Yeah. Did you already talk about how we had a little uh, uh, technical difficulties and we heard the the best yes. slow motion ambulance skin? Yeah. Yes, I talked about our drifting ambulance. It was right. wonderful. It was the best. Sorry, I I just got a blanket. <sighs> Sam Neil was the best character in this movie. I think that's his name. Sam Neill is that, that was his name, yes, sir. Uh, well, his name not in the movie is not Sam Neill, but his, in, he plays his, his real name is Sam Neill. God damn it, I can't talk. Jurassic Park guy. Jurassic Park guy. Um, yeah. So then he gets thrown into a cell, um, into a holding cell, which is actually a fun fact. That set is actually a water treatment plant, and it's been in a lot of movies. Um, as penitentiaries or prisons or insane asylums. But yeah, it's actually a water treatment plant, I think, in Canada somewhere. But, so he's in the cell, um, and then, you know, we see him in the cell. He's like, I'm not crazy! And then we have, like, our jump scare moment where he's sitting there. He comes in, like, the uh, Lionel starts playing music. And as Lionel's playing this music, he kind of, like, gets up and kind of goes over to the window, because the music stops. Randomly, music stops. He kind of gets up and um, goes to the window, and when he goes to the window, try to think. He go, gets up, goes to the window, he goes to the window. And then there's like he, the oh, shadow yeah. person behind yeah, him that yeah, starts yeah. talking. He's like looking out, and nothing happens. He's looking out, nothing's happening, and then he eventually, when that happens, he... uh you see like a shadow slowly creeping up behind him kind of thing. And then when the shadow guy shadow. talks to him, yeah. the window breaks with the hand. Yep. Fuck all the jump scares in this movie. I will say that. Webby did not like the jump scares in this movie at all. At all. He did not like the jump scares. Which is fight, which is fair. That's fair. And I'm not a fan of seeing like in horror movies, like, twisted and dif- disfigured people. Like, I don't know. It was not Webby's favorite movie. No. At all. Not his favorite movie. But, I mean, pretty much from then, the guy came in and asked him his story because he was drawing with crayons all over the place, right? 
And um, then, he, and then he pretty much yeah, told the whole yeah. story. Well, the guy gets there. He's talking to Lionel. He's like, "Oh, he's the guy's like, oh, for you, for for you guys to be involved, this must be serious." Um, and then he's like, "Yeah, you tell him what's going." He's like, "He only made one request. His request was just to have one, uh, one black cross, single black crayon." And he goes in and he looks, and there's crosses all over the room, and everything. And you're like, "Okay." And then he's his face is all covered in crosses. And yeah, that's pretty much that. His face was all covered in crosses. And I'm trying to think. His face all covered in crosses. And then, oh yeah, yeah. And then he asked for a smoke. He asked for a smoke. And then when he asked for the smoke, he, he obviously, you know, it's an old movie, so he's, he's given said smoke. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think. He's given the smoke. He starts recounting. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Sorry. Uh, let me pull up the IMDb because I had it up here and then I kind of lost it. Rob, you remember here? You want to take it here for a second? Rob? Oh, sorry. Where were we? Um, we were right when he starts, he, he starts talking to the crazy guy. He starts like retelling a story. Oh, with the doctor? Yep. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, Lionel Luther starts talking to him. Um, no, the other guy. And, what? The other guy. What other guy? The, 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 the other guy the that comes in, that using a cigarette, the one that starts telling a story. He starts telling uh, a story too. Okay. Uh, so yeah, then once he starts telling a story, it basically it does that back in time, like showing instead of like him telling a story, it shows what is going, what his his story is. So he's an insurance investigator, um, uh, and he's having uh, a publishing company wanted him to look for Kane, right, who was missing. I think that's how it went. Uh, and then him and his boss are having lunch, and they're attacked by a crazy guy wielding an axe who gets shot to and killed by the police. Uh, and you find out later that that was Kane's agent. He went insane and killed his family after reading his his books. Um, so then he goes and he meets some dude, I think the director of the, the publishing company, who asks him to investigate Kane's disappearance. Uh, and because they never, he never turned in the manuscript for his last book, and he just basically vanished. Uh, and he assigns uh, one of the editors, like Linda, I think her name is. Linda Styles. Yeah, she, she, she's his per yeah, style. She's his personal editor. <laughs> um, she is his personal editor. I remember that because I made the Stalinsky joke. You did make the Solinsky joke. You you are so cool. Sure. Um. So, but and she, but she tells him about how people with less that are like less stable sometimes go crazy or have memory loss or paranoia after reading his books. Uh. So he does but, the smart thing and goes out and buys every single one of his books. Yeah. Um, so there, in the on the covers of the books, I guess there are these red lines that 
when he put them together, it made a map of New Hampshire, by the way. So <laughs> this crazy town is somewhere near us, Webby. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah. And uh, it marked the the location of Hobbs End, which was is a town that he made up for his books. Uh, so they are, decide to go off and look for this place. And eventually they find it, and it's like they're going through and they're looking at things, and it's all like pieces of his different novels. Like locations, and some of the people are like, like the locations, and the people are f- actually from the books, which they find very strange. Yeah. Um, um, you're good. Good. Uh, so he thinks that they're making it all up, and Linda says that yeah, the the disappearance was like a and the them wanting him to search for him was part of a publicity stunt. She has no idea, like, this town and stuff weren't part of it, so she has no idea what's going on. Uh, And while they're, like, a bunch of creepy stuff happens, (laughs) basically, (laughs) while they're looking around. uh, Yeah, like, in the in the inn that they're staying at, the one Styles looks at the painting. And it's described identically in the book, but then as she's looking at it, like the woman's their backs are turned like turned towards the viewer, uh, and the woman's head turns around towards them and like looks at them, and then she starts freaking out. Did you go over the part with the police officer, Rob? Before that, no. okay, no. yeah. Well, before he actually they leave on the job, and he accepts the job and does what he does. Um. They actually wind up going to, uh, what is it? They want to, he, he goes to, sorry, he goes to like a bookstore and he buys all the books. He's never read Sutter Kane. He's never read Kane. He's never read his work. He doesn't, not really fam- overly familiar with it. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to brush up on this and see what's up. So he goes to the store and he purchases all of Kane's stuff and he starts reading. And then, you know, that's when we kind of figure, we find out that Kane is, um, Kane's work is influences the weaker minded. Um, it has like an effect on the weaker minded and everything like that. And you're like, Oh, okay. All right. That's, that's interesting. So we learned that that's one of the things that happened with Kane's work is that, so he starts doing that. He starts, and then when he walks out, he sees this cop, like beat, when he walks out of the bookstore, he sees this cop beaten, um, beaten up like this, presumably this homeless guy. And then he starts to, he sees that he kind of like looks at the you know, the cop looks at him. He's like, "Oh, you want you know, you want some too?" kind of thing. And then he's just like, eh. "Goes on with his day." Um, and then kind of goes home. He starts reading, and then he falls asleep. He sees when he falls asleep, he sees the same scene again, except this time the cops all like deformed and shit, and the uh, the guy that tried to kill him. Yeah, there's like a mob of people behind him. Yeah, there's a mob of people trying to kill him with axes. Um, and, and he keeps seeing he keeps yeah. seeing the Hobbs End book cover or whatever on the wall, and then like there's a tear in it, and he just tears at it a little bit, but never actually like pulls it all the way down until the end. Yup. 
This movie was kind of a mind fuck. I mean, it, 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 it was brain. kind of meant to be. It was kind of meant to be a mind fuck. Realistically. Uh, so, fun fact, Rob and Devin, mm-hmm. I suppose, and listeners. So there is no there is no such place as Hobbs End, New Hampshire. But there is a Hobbs Tavern. There is a <laughs> Hobbs Farm. And there is a Hobbs Brewing Company. <clears throat> so there you go. And there's no place called Hobbs either. These are all up in like up near Ospe, West Ospe, New Hampshire, up in like the White Mountains. So, figured I'd bring you. I figured I'd, I'd bring that around for you. Well, that's frightening. <sighs> All right. So, uh, yeah, after all that, that's when he tears the book covers off and he makes the map and him and Styles go on the trucking travel to New Hampshire to try to find whatever his name is. Sutter Kane? Is it Sutter Kane? Sutter. 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 Yeah. So they try to find him. And, uh, I mean, here's where a couple more jump scares really fucking got me when the lady was driving. And, uh, like, she started falling asleep at night, or, like, or, or her eyes started to kind of drift, or she started seeing stuff, and, the like, they did weird things with the roads. And then all of a sudden, like, there was, like, an old, a person on a bicycle with white hair, and when she drove past them, it was, like, this old man face. Which well, first it was the boy. Well, we see the, there's this boy on the road dry, riding on his bike, and then you see, like, it's almost a bike, and it shows you, like, I think an ace and a queen or a Joker in an yeah, age or something like that. Yeah, they did the old thing where you, you you put the playing cards in in the spokes of your bicycle to give it like yeah. a... Yeah, so we know it's the same bike, and then she's like riding it again, and this he passes that guy, and then she's coming up again up ahead, and like you see him clearly in the taillights, and, or you see him clearly behind her, and then you see the same bike again, except the guy's older and like old as shit now, and he's just riding around old as shit. Um, and then it's the same bike, so she kind of freaks out from that a little bit, and she kind of, like, looks behind her again, she's like, that, that can't be right, like, uh, you know, I'm tired, and then when she looks back, she just mows the guy down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then they stop, and they check to see if he's okay, and he says something about being stuck, or, or something, or or he won't let me leave, or he won't, me out, he won't let me out, or something like that, and then the girl stays with him, and then all of a sudden he just like is up on his bike again, riding away in like a blink of an eye. And I was like, okay, whatever. This is this. I don't know. The movie is fucking weird. And that's when they get to this fucking place. They get to the inn. They meet the little old lady who is the who is the grandma from Happy Gilmore, I believe. Um. I think it Francis was. Bay. Yep, she is. She's a yeah. girl. Go um, and that's where like the the painting started moving, and then they went and visited the church because uh, they looked out the windows, and he's like, "Yeah, see, if you look out this window, it's supposed to be like this big church with black spires and blah blah blah." And he looked out the window, and it was just a barn. 
she's like, yeah, but you got to look out the right window. You have to look to the east. So then she looked out the other window, and there was the church. Then they went to the church, and all sorts of fucked up shit happens. They went to the church. They find out that this um, whatever evils. Well, when they got to the church, church they're looking around. Yeah, well, first. first, yeah, first they're looking around. They find out the kids. Yep, they find the kids. They see these kids chasing dogs at first. Then they see the kids chasing dogs again, and they're kind of. She's kind of like this. Is the same scene that played out in town. And then uh, she's just, like standing there looking. And I think right before when they're first looking. Sorry, I'm shivering. <laughs> Why? Because I'm fucking cold, Devin. No, I'm oh, I am okay. legit fucking cold. <laughs> I have my hoodie on. I have a blanket wrapped around me. <sighs> anyway, and then a mob oh, yeah. shows well, up. Hold on. During during that, that's when we find <laughs> out. Uh, we're the town before they go out searching when they're having that argument. Or did you already mention that you? Well, you mentioned the part where they they're in Hobbs End now, the town, but. Did you mention the part that it was supposed to be a hoax? Yeah. Okay. But the, the, the town wasn't part of it. Yeah. The well, a lot of it wasn't part of it. You know, he was supposed to just go like go chill somewhere, and he just decided never showed up, and other shit. So yeah, then they get to the church. They get to the church, and then all that shit happens at the church. And then uh, our good friend Vigo the Carpathian shows up. Um. You know, by the Carpathian's life with his so, gun wielding posse, yes, Joe's up with his gun wielding posse. She's like, We got a guy here, these guys have guns, and then he gets there, he's all like, Johnny, boy, you know, Josh, or Johnny, boy, like it's all like awful. Um, but yeah, he's there for uh, Johnny, boy, yeah, who's his kid, and you see the kid show up in the door of the church, but then the doors start slamming shut and then open and shut and open. And eventually mm-hmm. it turns into Sutter Kane. And then like these Rottweiler, not Rottweilers, these Doberman Pinchers, it looks like. I think that's what they were. Uh, there's like packs and packs of them that come running around from the side of the church and start like attacking Seemingly this mob. Endless. Seemingly endless amounts. Yeah. Of so then they, then they leave. I think it's after that scene is when they, when he grills her about the whole thing being a hoax. Um, no, that was no, no. I think that was during their whole argument when she pulled back the thing because that that discussion happened twice. If I'm not, it happened like twice if I remember correctly. Where once he was just like, yeah, you know, it's all a hoax, like whatever, bullshit. And then after after that, that's when he goes back down there. Um, and so, and I don't think she admits it at first. There, I don't. I think, yeah, I don't think she admits it at first. The first time when he's like, w- when he calls it a hoax, I don't think she admits it the first time. And then after that, when uh, the church, they go back, they have that same argument again, and then he, they have the same argument again. That's when they have like the. Uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what I got to take that. So I got to take. So go ahead. All right. So. I don't have anything pulled up in front of me that lays out the plot lines, Rob. So if you, if you, if I do something out of turn, just let me know. But they end up going back to the fucking inn, having an argument, and then he's like getting ready to pack his stuff and leave, but mm-hmm. she takes the car keys, and then he goes downstairs. Uh, did you already talk about the part where he made her look at the book in the church? 
No, because that's I th- I think that's I'm where she sure. goes after she takes the car keys. She goes back to the church. This is right after the 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 dogs attack the gun wielding people, and then they leave the church the first time. They get into an argument at the inn. He packs his stuff, goes downstairs, starts talking to the lady or whatever. He notices the painting was different. Yeah. And then as he's talking to the little old lady, he sees Styles run by. And then he runs outside, and she takes off with the car. He was going to go to the bus stop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she that's goes when back she goes to the to church. The yeah. Then she's confronted by the gang of soccer hooligan kids who are all disformed, you know, disfigured. I don't know. The little the little girl with the big eyes, she was kind of cute. No, there was nothing cute about she the little deformed, girl. But she was no, cute. there was nothing cute about any of them. And she, they kept saying that they were, her, like, she was their mom or whatever. And that they belonged to her, or she belonged to them. I don't. I don't know. She threw the soccer ball back at the kids and then ran. Um, and then she went into the church, and then that's where she that's where she ran into Sutter Kane. You had like when she goes inside, the church is like an anti-church. Like it's like the crosses are upside down and shit. I didn't. And she's like, the sign outside says, "All who enter here will be forever damned," or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like it's like all fucked up. The church is all like completely fucked up. I just noticed the big black door in the back that was like boarded shut that was like pulsating. That ends up opening at the end and it's like the hell portal or what the the portal to fucking endless dark or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, that's when that's when he like fucking confronts her and like forces her to read the book and then she becomes like this weird like tentacle beast later on. Uh, and then it's just this, it's this poor fucking Sam Neill guy just trying to get the fuck out of Hobbs End. Like, he just, you know, he just doesn't want to be part of this anymore. And I get it. At that point, I didn't want to be part of this anymore either. And everything just kind of goes wrong for him. He gets stuck in, like, a couple different loops trying to drive out of town. Um, he... I don't remember how he gets her or how she ends up back at the end, but he sees her in the other door and like, like convulsing like behind a door. And then like these tentacles are whipping underneath the door frame. So he knows something's not right. And then he tries to like, he fucking, I don't know. I don't get it. Like even after seeing her being like a, a weird tentacle monster, his answer to this is to punch her in the gut. Mm-hmm. And then punch her in the face and knock her out, and well, then throw he her in the car. He came to her. She came to him in the room and said that he was writing her and changing what she was doing, and he she couldn't resist it. Yeah, so that's why they he wanted went to kiss and this and yeah. the other thing. But like his answer to being a weird tentacle monster is, "I'm gonna punch you in the gut and then knock you out, and then throw you in the car." It's like, I would know if she's a tentacle monster, leave her ass there. Also, you can't punch evil out of people in the stomach. That's good. No, not unless they're evil as diarrhea and they have it. Then you punch them and it just expels that. But uh, in no movie have I ever seen where there are weird tentacle monsters. Although I haven't seen too many movies with weird tentacle monsters where they've tried punching them in the gut, I suppose. Usually movies with weird tentacle monsters are not uh, scary. <laughs> what? Nothing. That was a or not scary. Oh, that was a it sex was a joke. joke. I get it. Yeah, it was like hentai. 
Uh, anyway, so he throws her in the back of the car. They try to leave, but he doesn't have the keys or some shit, and she's just like, she eats them because she's not fully knocked out. She's just like, yeah. starts laughing, and then she eats the keys. And then he, like, real quick learns how to hotwire a car. Like, I mean, to be fair, it was an old school car with you could do it with a screwdriver. screwdriver. Back in the day, you could do that with a screwdriver. Yeah, but not in 30 seconds, man. I I mean, I felt felt like they kept the screwdriver in the car for that reason. Like, he opened the glove box and the screwdriver was right there. Like, I felt like that was like the the go to if you fucking lost your keys. Uh, But anyway, he tries to leave and then he ends up getting, it keeps like. Oh no, he leaves and then he like runs into that white haired old man guy again. Yeah. And then she, he looks again and like she's on the back of his bike. Like he's she, like she's no longer. Oh, in the car. she remember they oh, crashed yeah. into the and she came like she stuck her head out around the door and he she yeah, was like and she was walking all in a weird up. voice. Yeah, and then she came out Ugh. and the, like skeleton was all twisted. She was walking like backwards on her hands. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. Well, uh, and then he got in the car. He ran, got in the car before she could, and then drove away. And then later on, he sees her on the back of that old man's bike. And then, like the f- the, the 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 road turned like orange. And then he was like driving towards like this the mob that was at the inn. And then so he'd turn around, drive again. He'd see her on the bike again. The road would turn orange again. This happened like three or four times. And then finally, the last time he like the road turned red, he shows up driving towards like this mob of people. He just decided, fuck it. And he floored it. And he tried to drive through the mob, which the mob parted for him. And then the girl was there, Styles was there. So he swerved to avoid hitting her, which I don't know. Tentacle monster, I would have just drove her ass over too. But he swerved, ended up hitting like the rear end of a pickup truck and crashing. Uh, I for, did he run to the church on foot from there? I don't remember what happened after I that. I think he was unconscious and woke up somewhere else, didn't he? Did he wake up in the church? He got to the church somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He woke up in the confessional booth. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, and then he has his little, like, talk with Sutter Kane. And then Sutter Kane essentially tells him, all right, if you want to go back to the real world, go down that tunnel. And then he looks, and there's, like, this ridiculously long sci-fi-looking tunnel. Like, this no longer looks like a a, a horror movie. It looks like, like, I don't know, like a Stargate tunnel or, or like something that you'd see on like the Star Trek Enterprise or some shit. <laughs> and uh, then Sutter Kane opens up this fucking door. He just like tears it open and it like rips like paper. Well, he tears himself open and then he becomes. Oh, yeah, the, the face. He tears his face open like a piece of paper. And then the door had like other like words and shit on the other side of it, like they were pages in a story. Yeah, and then Styles is like reading out of the book as he's like as he peers oh it, peers into the abyss. Yeah. And, and then like exactly what verbatim like what he what he's doing. Yeah, and then all these monsters start chasing him, so he runs down the hallway, he ends up tripping and falling and like ends up in the middle of the road, and that boy on the bicycle is now just a boy again, selling newspapers. And he asks for directions to the highway, gets them, goes home, goes on a bus, 
has some more interactions with Sutter Kane about how Sutter Kane is God now, apparently. And he turns like the sky blue, which freaks Sam Neill out. And uh, then he wakes back up from that dream. Uh, well, yeah, it's nighttime when he's driving and it just becomes day. And he's yeah. in the middle of like nowhere. <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't remember how he gets committed. He... Well, first he went to the, the motel, and then they delivered the package, and he's like, who delivered this? Because it was the manuscript. So then he burns it in a fire. Yeah. And then while he's traveling on a on a bus, he has a dream about Kane, and then when he wakes up, everything's blue, so right. he starts screaming. And... Scrippers. And it, it turns back to... No, everything turns back to normal, so he thinks it's a dream again. But I think the reason he got... was because what, he went... He axe murdered that guy. No, he axe murdered the guy. Yeah, yeah. He he was walking down the street, and that one guy was talking. He's like, "Oh, he sees everything," and he's yeah, like, "Oh." He he went to people. to talk to the publisher guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, the publisher said he turned in that shit like fucking eight months ago. Yeah, he said there was no Linda that he had gone alone, and that there was Styles. There was no Styles, and he had gone alone, and that the the script was already delivered, and that people it was out and already, and that they were making a film adaptation. And then he goes outside and someone's reading it or whatever, and his eyes are bleeding, I think. And then he's like, grabs the axe and chops that person to bits, and that's when he goes to the asylum. Yeah, he gets, that's when he gets committed. Yeah. And then, so the doctor hears this story, or the guy who was talking to him from the beginning, and then he leaves, and then, like, the lights start flickering, and you just start hearing screaming. And then, like, after a little while of, like, a lot of screaming, you just, it just goes side, like, the door starts getting beat on, his cell door. Uh, And then everything just, like, the lights flicker a few times, goes back, turns back on, and just everything is super quiet. So he walks over, and he realizes that his cell door was broken in, so he could open it, essentially. And then he leaves, and he leaves the asylum, and he ends up going past the movie theater where they're showing the movie and like he doesn't see anybody like there's people on like the radio and stuff talking about how like this has affected the whole world blah 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 yeah did and, you talk about like how bloody everything was when he got out like the whole hospital got massacred oh yeah yeah Every, everybody got mutilated well we uh, don't see anybody that got yeah, mutilated we don't but see we walk bodies, out but and there's just like blood all over the walls and everything yeah and then so he sits down in the movie with, you know, his drink, his popcorn, he's watching this movie, and it's literally him on the screen from the beginning of the movie saying that he's not insane, he's not insane, and beating on the door of his cell. And it's it's essentially just reshowing the beginning of this movie, and then it just ends with him laughing, like hysterically. Like, it's like a laugh, and it turns into a sob, because he is insane. I guess I don't know. Well, no, I think it's because like the whole like he was one of the characters in the book. Like this is basically like a horror story of being a character in a book and you can't control what happens to you, kind of. Well, I think specifically I can dive into that a little bit more. Specifically, this is a part of the what's called the what's dubbed the Apocalypse trilogy. Is this um, the first movie in this? In the it's trilogy? not actually it's the last movie in the trilogy, but there, it doesn't really matter which one you watch because they're not actually connected universe wise they're mainly called the apocalypse trilogy based on their tone so basically in the three movies in the apocalypse trilogy are the thing 
It was the first movie created. Prince of Darkness is the second one. The third movie is In the Mouth of Madness, this one. And effectively, the theme about all through across why it's called the Apocalypse Trilogy is the theme is it's kind of Lovecraftian in the sense of there is a I guess the overarching thing you could be futility where it's like realistically no matter what your character does the ending will never be great like you're not gonna you you don't get the triumphant victory if that makes sense it's a it's a very like in the end of the thing you're you're, you know you're left with both of them just sitting there wondering if the other one's the thing and nobody really knows and i think actually that ends with them just drinking and it fades to black if i remember correct rob yeah yeah, yeah. In in neither one of them, they're both pretty sure the other one's the thing, or they're both the thing. You, you nobody really knows, and it's left that way intentionally. But we do know that it. Either way, it's probably bad for the world. Uh, in Prince of Darkness, you have basically Satan um, gets out, or like all evil gets out, um, and then gets. You don't. They don't beat it. They just seal it away in a mirror. Oh, seal it away temporarily but it's not really like a victory and in this one you have this so you you see him struggling this whole movie trying to make this done but the realistically Sutter like what Sutter King told him at the beginning when he first saw him was like no you're a character in this you don't really have a say and everything you saw him do was just futile he tried to run away he ended up right back wherever he wherever he needed to be you know, he when um, the, his publisher tried to kill him to stop all this from happening because he read the book, the police show up. Because there were no police in that diner randomly. The police randomly show up in the diner and shoot him to stop him from killing his character. Mm. So you look at it that way and you're just like, oh wow, that's crazy in the sense that it's just everything that, everything he did was basically pointless no matter what he did. If Sutter Kane didn't write it to happen, it didn't matter. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. Um, so yeah. So then you had to have a world that got lost to it drove people insane, and then they slowly were taken over. Reading the book and slowly took over their mind, and slowly took over and became tentacle monsters from beyond. Um, and they start taking over the world. So that's kind of how that works out. This whole trilogy is like a the whole trilogy air quotes is. Just the common theme is just futility, um, in a sense, because it it just kind of ends up being like, yeah, like, okay, like I'm going to fight the monsters and I do it. And I, I'm not gonna lie, like this was completely a selfish movie pick on my end, because um, well, I mean, you did it right in the aspect. So okay, when I say I don't care for the movie, that is not a judgment on your movie pick either. I don't care for the movie because it actually did its job of it. it, I was legit frightened too often. Like I, I didn't, I don't like that feeling of being scared or, you know, I mean, I knew why you didn't like like it. I know. I know why you didn't like it. I know why you didn't like it. So you didn't like it mainly because like you even told me, you said if this was remade today, it might be one of your, the most frightening movies that you've ever seen. Yeah. It would legit probably terrify me. And like, so for, for what it is, it, it did its job, especially for the time period that it was made in. This was what, an early nineties movie. Uh, 94, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
So for I mean for the time period it definitely did it would have done its job. Um so, you know, thumbs up for the choice there. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't ever watch it again. And like it's ever. Now I do now we did also we don't have to talk about it because we actually we've we've we we've gotten quite a bit of time from this one as it is. We did watch a movie called Malignant, and I did tell you earlier without getting into that one that I did prefer that one over this one. Not for the story aspect of it, but just because it was it was less terrifying to me. Right. And I when I I was trying to describe Malignant to both of you and I was like that's, it's a weird movie. It's like it starts off like your standard horror movie, like oh, haunted house type movie or whatever, and then very quickly at, towards the end of it, it becomes just like a superhero movie. I mean, I wouldn't really <laughs> say that it was a superhero movie either, or like a super villain movie. Like, I, yeah, maybe that. Like, I don't know. It got it got weird quick. It got weird quick. Uh, but. Now my question I have a question for Rob. Mm-hmm. So your choice for next week's was a movie called It Follows. Yep. I assume you have seen this movie? Yes. Is it scary on the on the sense of like like this in the mouth of madness kind of like ha- Give me a little bit of a fucking head, because I went into the Mouth of Madness not knowing anything about this movie. I mean, it does have a couple jump scares, not as many, I don't think. But I, so you want to know like the, the it, overall is it, premise? No, of I don't. It? I don't. Even, I don't even really need to know the overall premise. Like, is it scarier than this movie? I, I would say yes. Oh, great, <laughs> peachy. Just more of like, like I don't know. It's not like it's more of a suspenseful, scary though. Yeah. I guess the question is this, Rob. Given I, I do, I do agree that it follows is traditionally more scary than like in the Mouth of Madness. But given like Webby specific triggers, would you say it follows is more scary than in the Mouth of Madness? Because like I've seen uh, it. Follows. It's been a while. But yeah, like, well, like I said, there's not nearly as many jump scares as there is in this one. So, yeah, and so I mean, in the jump scares... That's what he hates all... the most, so... Right, but there's no, like, body horror shit, if I'm not, if I remember correctly. There's no, like, body horror... There's no, like, old lady transforming into a tentacle monster with an axe. There's no... Are like, there ghosts? Freaky, like... ah. No? I don't, really. I, don't, I don't deal well with ghosts, either. I mean, it's... The only ghost where he does well is the big titted ghost chick from Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> no, are you talking about the bathroom, the, the the bathtub one? The one from Thirteen Ghosts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. Yeah, I I was just going to say Thirteen Ghosts is literally one of the like worst movies to me. It literally scarred me for years. That's funny. That it's, movie is it's, awful. It's not funny. It it. it <laughs> It's funny that that movie it's, is awful. It's something where, like, if I if I'm in if I'm in my house and and, and it's dark in here, and I look around, is okay. So let me ask you this, Rob. This it follows movie. Is it going to play tricks on my? Is my mind going to play tricks on me afterwards because of it? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. 
Well, I guess we'll find out. Because, <laughs> like, the, the 13 Ghosts movie and stuff, like, with the, with the, with the one ghost that's in the bathtub because she, she committed suicide, she slurred or whatever... Like it was one of those things where every time I'd go into the bathroom in, in in our in our bathroom, I'd look at our tub, I would see that girl, I would immediately be like, nah, I don't have to go anymore," and then I'd leave. I like it literally t- like that movie for whatever reason it got to me. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It, I mean the the it in it follows looks like regular people, so I don't know that that. I mean you might be wary of regular people, but you already are. So yeah. I don't know. Like I found myself like like last year we did, we watched the It movies, both the original and the remake. Those didn't seem to bother me too too much. There was a couple scenes I didn't care for, but uh, I mean other than that, okay, cool, crazy clown, whatever. And, I mean, we've watched a lot of horror movies over the over the over the last, you know, several years and stuff, but like so like like the original Jason movies, you know, whatever Friday the 13th or whatever. I can kind of get past those because I just start rooting for Jason. Michael well, Myers. Like the Halloween movie we're yeah, going to be watching Halloween, at the end of it. Same exact thing. I kind of just root for Michael Myers. And then I just feel a little bit better about it. Although, you're going to love this one, then, because apparently this one has the highest body count of any Friday the 13th. You mean Halloween? Yes. Yeah. Halloween. Any Halloween has the highest body count. Um, but then we get into movies like... Like Nightmare on Elm Street, I can't, I can't watch those. Those like just seeing Freddy Krueger bothers me. I get that. No, no, I absolutely get that. I get that. Um, yeah, I get that. You know, it's I don't know. They're different kind of movies. They're different kind of movies. Like I feel like you do well with slashers, but like Nightmare on Elm Street's a very specific slasher that bothered a lot of people. Um, just because of the fact of it's like in your dreams kind of thing, and you see that, and you dream about Freddy. You know, you watch the movie, dream about like Freddy trying to kill you, and then it's like, well, this is just the premise of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to let the listeners know, for those of you who have seen the movie in the Mouth of Madness, or for those of you who are going to go watch it based off of our recommendations, legitimately, as soon as the movie ended, I had to tell Devin, like, I said goodbye to both of them on Discord. I said I had to, I have to go watch something uplifting now. Like, I went out into the living room and I started watching. I forget the name of the show. Last Man Standing. He just watched Cheers. Just watched Cheers. No, <laughs> just I, I had to watch a comedy. Like I, I don't know. Like it, that movie, it, it legit did get to me while watching it. I very quickly forgot about it, so it didn't. It wasn't like long lasting, which was good. But I'm just I I, I know nothing. But I also like, went into that movie in the best way though. I went into that yeah. movie not knowing anything about it, and I just I I kind of want to do the same thing with this It Follows movie, and go into it with a blank slate, not knowing it much about it. But I don't. I also don't want to hit that point of my fear where I just check out. I just you know I shut the movie off. I I walk away from it. You know, something like that. And I mean, I know that both you and Devin enjoy horror movies. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, yeah, it's somewhat scary, might be absolutely mind-fucking, you know, terrifying to me. Because I don't do well with horror. You know? Yeah. So. 
I just wanted your opinion on that, I guess, as, as to... Yeah, I mean, that's where it's it's hard to judge, because, like you said, I like horror, so it's kind of like, I don't think it's that bad, but, but for you, I it could be. But I know the most thing that bothers you is jump scares, which it does have, but not as much as the last this last movie. Yeah, well, like, with me, yeah, like, I don't like jump scares. I don't like, to, you know, like, you know, disfigured, you know, people, like, that are used to try to scare you. Um, I don't like anything that's going to sit there and make my fucking heart race and feel like it's going to beat out of my chest. You know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I, do have a I will tell both Look. of you, I will... I will watch this as any movie that either one of you ever recommend for SU, regardless of if it's horror or not. I will always give it a try, but worst case scenario, I might leave and you guys may have to do the episode without me because I just won't have anything to say about it. You know? Fair. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- that horror is really the only genre that I can't really deal with. Like... I might find other genres boring. Like I remember there was like the, there was a French movie I watched about about lions or something. There was like a lion in it and it was killing people. Like old boy. <laughs> uh, old boy, yeah. Well, I mean, even that genre of movie doesn't bother me. Like I would watch other movies like that, but the story of old boy is what irked me. And I <laughs> thought it was I thought it was boy. fucking so why? stupid. I don't know why. I thought, was, like, I thought it was a complete a complete literal waste of two hours of my life that I will now never get back. I love it. You just have this impassioned hate for yeah. old boy. I fucking hated I that movie. Like, one, like one day I just want to like make you watch both versions of Old Boy again. And that like just Korean, have an that was a Korean film. I right? wanna have you it was a Korean film, and they made it into an English film. But I wouldn't well, yeah, sit there. I, I, I mean, want the to like have. I want you. I want you to. Yeah, it was originally it was Korean. I want yeah, to. I, I want you to watch both movies. of them. I legitimately want you to watch both of them. Hey, now Korean has fresh, pretty good stuff. <laughs> like Squid Game. But uh, I want you to watch both of those. And I just want an entire issue of just Webby just ranting about how shitty fucking old. I won't watch the original ever again. You know that's what's gonna happen, right, Rob? Like he's gonna spend there. You spend the entire time just being shitty, like how how shitty old boy is. I've given exactly old boy. I've given old boy one compliment, and it's the same compliment over and over again. The hallway fight scene with the hammer was pretty decent, but you can watch that full scene on YouTube and not watch the rest of the movie and feel just as good about it. Because <laughs> uh, there is a scene where he like gets off an elevator or something, and there's like literally an entire hallway full of people with like baseball bats, chains, knives. And whatever, they're all waiting for him, and all he has is a fucking claw hammer, and he's barefoot, and he goes through and he wrecks this entire fucking hallway full of people. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, I was gonna say before that, oh, the old boy talk. <laughs> uh, when you said French film, I was like, oh, is it Amelie? But you were like, I hate it. But I, I love Amelie. It's the only like. No, I forget the name. Film I forget the name I of like. the movie that I saw. It had something to do with the li- with lions. No, it had nothing to do with lions. Um, uh, but, but yeah. So, I'm just gonna. I was just wanted to. It's the only foreign like film with subtitles that I actually love that I watch. And, over and see, that's the thing. Like with me too, I don't like subtitles at all in movies. But 
the Ip, the Ip Man series is the only movies that I think I'll watch with subtitles and love. I love those movies. I think, you know, Donnie Yen is a phenomenal actor. Uh, and, and I really I need to watch Detective movies. D. I need to get you to watch Detective D. That's on I my think you watch actually list. Will enjoy, I think you will actually enjoy the Detective D movies. And it's one of the movies I do recommend for people who like are getting into subtitle because it's not just like I can easily recommend like Dragon Tiger Gate because it's subtitled has Donnie Yen in it so people like can familiarize themselves with Donnie Yen but it is subtitled but also it's just like a a kick-ass action movie so it's really easy to just be like oh well you know that was that was good because of the action but not really care about the subtitles but Detective D has a story but also has action it has like all all pieces to it you know what I mean so it's kind of like you actually kind of have to pay attention, but at the same time, it kind of flows good. Right. One day we should do that. That is one day I want you to do that, and one also too. One day I want to watch Mayhem with you. I want you to, or you and Rob to watch Mayhem, and then uh, if you guys think it's SU worthy, we can totally do an SU at one point. I still gotta get wa- Rob to watch Life After Beth. No, uh, well, you really don't. But okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Rob will. I mean, Rob will. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't. He's hate better. Life after Rob Beth. is. Rob is better off not watching Life After Beth. But I mean, that's just. You hate Life that's After fine. Beth like I hate Old Boy. Uh, no, see, I would watch Life After Beth again. Um, oh, but I don't like Life After. I don't like it at all. Like I won't like the entire experience for the most part. I'm willing to give Life After Beth a second chance, but I I think it's relatively dog shit. Maybe if you get completely stoned off your ass and then watch it. Uh, if I can, per the constraints of my job, get stoned oh, off my true. ass, do so, I would. But I would do it just for you. But I can't. That's true. Anyway, all right. Well, with that being said, next week's SU is going to be on the movie It Follows. Uh, Devin, do you have life advice? This life week? advice? Life advice. Um, yeah, we're all, we are all characters in somebody's novel. Just make sure you're the writer of yours. You're the author of yours. Boom. Great life advice. Rob, do we have Getting Real Real with Rob? We do. This one actually involves New Hampshire. Oh, what the fuck? You forgot about mine already, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did. Shit. What was yours? You know. Oh, yeah, the glue. No, I remember. <laughs> oh, go your New Hampshire one. Let's go. No. no. Okay. So let me. <laughs> Someone. No. Uh, let me ask why glue doesn't stick to the insides of glue containers, and I actually didn't know, so I had to look it up. Uh, I thought it was because the co- insides was coated with wax, but apparently superglue will stick to wax, so that was not correct. Um, what it actually is, is they add water into the glue. So that what's the, that's what keeps it from sticking to stuff, the inside of the bottle. So when, it, when you use it, the, the water eventually evaporates into the air, and that's and the glue solidifies. That's why at first, like, that's why you have to hold things together once you glue them. It's until the glue dries so that the uh, moisture leaves it, and then it sticks. 
So that's why if you left the bottle glue open, it just turns solid because all the moisture evaporates out of it. Hmm. All right. All right. Now, what's this thing about New Hampshire? You got me hooked with this New Hampshire thing. Uh, so apparently, I don't know if you heard or felt it, but I yeah, didn't. On Sunday? On Sunday, yeah. Yep. Uh, so there was a big... Although, to be big fair, big I was boom. awake at that point. You weren't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, several people felt their houses shake. People thought it was an earthquake. People thought it was like a plane crash or something. But most of southern New Hampshire felt it in upper Massachusetts. Uh, and they didn't know what it was. People, uh, they looked, they checked and made sure no, like, explosions happened. There was no, the seismologists checked, like, for earthquakes and whatnot. Uh, the only theory that they can come up with is that it was a meteor hitting the atmosphere at supersonic speed directly above New Hampshire, um, which there was a meteor shower that lasted from uh, Friday until or thir- Tuesday or, or Wednesday until Friday. So they're assuming it was just like a tail end meteor that came whizzing by at supersonic speeds and made like a sonic boom when it hit the atmosphere. So they can't prove it because it would have left behind nothing unless somebody like happened to catch it on like camera or saw it, but it was a cloudy day. So they're thinking they're never going to be sure, but they're like 98% sure that that's what it was. Yeah. So I'm taking it. You already read about that. Since yeah. You were like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, most likely a government cover up. <laughs> Just to run that out there. No, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but it makes more sense to me than a meteor. Starting to sound like Hodgins. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, f- ow, no physical proof, my ass. They don't. Government doesn't want you to know that there's physical proof of something going on. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. So, with that being said, uh, Devin, where can people find you on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter at uh, DMP underscore Pookie. You can find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And Rob, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, and on all other social media platforms at Mr. Freezing my ass off. Uh, until don't next forget, time. Don't forget what? Don't forget about the Halloween stream coming up on the 30th if you want to join us. 12 noon to 1 a.m. 13 hour Halloween dead stream by Distractions Media. Yeah. Also, I like how there was an advertisement made for that and it's called the 12 hour stream, Halloween stream, even though it's been the 13 hour <laughs> Halloween stream for the last like four years. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I mean, not, I didn't no. make it, so anyone, you need, you need to st- you need to voice up. That's it. I'm gonna voice <laughs> up. All right. As always, everybody, thank you for listening. We love you, and fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even on the right part of the outro. Ba-da-bow. Ba-da-ba-da-da-da. <laughs>